Hey guys, G-Man here. Thank you so much for downloading this week's podcast. Maddie D and I break down week 17 in the NFL. The college football playoffs are on Monday afternoon and night, so we broke those down, gave our picks for them. We also, at the end of the podcast, give a little uh, preview of what we're going to talk about now that uh, football's winding down a little bit, so you, you definitely want to check that out. But as always, Please like, share, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Follow us on Instagram. Thunderblog Sports is our username. Same with Facebook. Thunderblogsports.com is the website. Let us know if there is anything that you think that we missed or uh, any comments that you might have. And enjoy this week's episode. Thanks again. And we are live. Welcome to this special Saturday edition of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblog Sports. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, here with me as always. My man with his new wireless headphones that look like he's uh, straight sh- straight up just uh, on, the, on the spot, or uh, I guess on... On location, I'm screwing this up. Matty D, what's up? It's all right. Uh, no, no, you're good. You're good, G. I'm doing fantastic. This is like one of the one of the most difficult, like trying weeks of the year, right? Between Christmas and New Year's, there's so much yeah. stuff going on. It's a wild time, but I mean, we're locked into the middle of some of the best football you're going to find. And I mean, we're 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 live on the air, and we're watching. We, we I'm live watching football games. I got Louisville, yeah. Mississippi State, uh, number twenty Memphis taking on Iowa State. Um, we got great games already rocking and rolling here. Um, yeah, a full so, day of, of college football ahead. And yeah. it's it's really only getting better. I mean, this you know, today, then tomorrow you got week seventeen in the NFL. So some interesting storylines, not the you know, most trying week of the football season, but still fun. And then the playoffs on Monday, which are well, gonna be great. I, mean, I can't I, wait. I, I got I mean this might be the most difficult. We're going to get into it, but this might be the most difficult college football playoff for me to like really break down who's going to win. Yeah. There's such strong teams in the field this year that it's a, it's incredible. So yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I thought it was funny. Great time here. I thought it was funny too. Uh, I have a number of friends that are Ohio State fans, and they were all on Twitter last night after they. Uh, Crushed is a fair term to use. USC and the Cotton Bowl, twenty-four to seven. Uh, who were going? Oh, you, you know, USC shouldn't be too bummed. They did play the number four team in the country. Oh. <laughs> of course, talk about that. Times, but it's it was just funny to see. And and you know, Ohio State might have fared decently well. I mean, their track record last year didn't really prove anything. But you know, uh, I mean, they they got a win there. They did what they had to do, at least to uh, kind of keep their complaints. But I agree with you. The, the four teams that are still there, Alabama might be the best team, and they're the four seed. I mean, yeah, that's what yeah. it is. It's going to be a crazy two games. I mean, also, there's already been some crazy games, but I know we're going to dive into some games that are happening, but I did want to yeah. point out one of my favorite games I caught was that wild um, game last night, Texas A&M, uh, Wake Ooh. Forest. You see any of that game last night? No, I didn't get to see any of it. I was at a family function, that, and we oh, did not my. have any TV. So I missed all the football, God. the Flyers win. Well, I missed a lot of sports last night. 55-52, Wake Forest won real late in that game. It was a crazy game. Huge plays on both sides. Like, just a really exciting game to watch. 
uh, mm. back and forth kind of action. Oh my! The other God. really good one was the TCU Stanford game. Um, yeah, that Bryce was a good Lowe. game. Yeah, Bryce Lowe put out a great performance: twenty-six yeah. carries, one hundred forty-five yards, two touchdowns, and they lost to TCU thirty-nine to thirty-seven. Yeah. Not a Stanford-like score, but uh, another great, great game there. The um, night before, did you uh, see any of the uh, the Fo- the Foster Farms Bowl, the Arizona Purdue game? No, I mean, the, the, I, I, I see the score, so I know it was pretty yeah. wild, but did you catch any of that? Yeah, I watched the, the second half. It was – Purdue looked like they had a – you know, from seeing the first half highlights, it looked like they had a nice little stranglehold on the game, and Arizona battled back thir- or 14 points in the third quarter. And that fourth quarter was back and forth, and, I mean, Purdue had this late touchdown that, that stopped 21 straight points from Arizona. Um, wow. Yeah, and Arizona had the ball and just they. I think he threw a pick at the very end of the game to to kind of close it up. But it was a fun fun second half to watch, especially if you like Arizona, or you bet on them, um, or you just picked them like in our pick them poll. Uh, you still have a sizable lead on myself of four. You're not in first anymore though. Greg has you beat by one point. So shout out to our boy Greg Piatelli. Um, but yeah, you're you're killing it. Twenty one twenty one correct. We're just doing a. Straight up pick them, so no points or anything like that. But yeah, always killing it. <laughs> no, it's um, you are, I mean, well, first of all, I want to go just jump back to that Purdue Arizona game. What's interesting about that game yeah. is that a lot of people don't know about Arizona's quarterback. Yeah, they talked who, about that a lot on the broadcast of like yeah. this could be his coming out party for next year for the Heisman and stuff yeah. like that. Well, he had a big passing day, but uh, Khalil Tate's way better on the ground even, and he was really bottled up by a Purdue defense. I'm pretty yeah. impressed with Purdue's defensive performance against him. 20 carries, only 58 yards. He's a guy who has a couple, I believe, a couple 200-yard rushing days as yeah. a quarterback under his belt. So definitely good work by a Purdue team that, you know, pretty, you know not a bad season for the Boilermakers as they – you know, trying to catch magic in a bottle one of these years. So um, yeah. I was very impressed with no, his yeah. defensive performance. Just just eyeing up the box score. Very well done. Yeah, they played pretty well. One guy kind of bringing up our, our quarterback talk from last week that we didn't really talk about. I wrote a little bit on the blog post about him uh, saying that it might be a potential showcase in another game from that night. Drew Locke in the uh, the Texas Bowl. For, yeah. Uh, he's a Missouri quarterback. He didn't have the best night, but – I mean, who knows? He's a kind of this dark horse, second, third round guy. I I saw some highlights. He looked okay, uh, but you know th- that could have been a a big hype train game if he uh, fared well. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I mean, he was a guy that there, there's some grumblings about him, like kind of rising up on draft boards too. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I don't think he had the uh, the the best game, but there's discussions on that uh, about how he did. Yeah, I mean, he's six four. He's like 230 pounds. I mean. He's got the build. He's got a good arm. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's a couple of these other guys flying under the radar. He's one of them because Missouri really didn't have a uh, – uh, I mean, they didn't have a bad season because they were in a bowl game, but they didn't have a great season. I mean, we, we've, well, they've never really been a powerhouse, but I guess there's been a few yeah. years where they've had some some decent uh, decent teams. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they've, had, they've had a decent run since they got to the SEC. I think they made it immediately to the SEC championship their first did? year. And then they haven't really been great since then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they, they've had some struggles without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I found that's funny about all, all the different results are when they show the the conference records. As the SEC, I don't, I'm not sure the SEC's won a bowl game yet, which I find to be pretty funny. <laughs> wow, I didn't even know that. You're right. Well, Texas A&M lost. Yeah, Missouri lost. Kentucky lost. 
Missouri. We, we just talked about Missouri, obviously. Yeah. Let's see. No, nope, not SEC. Well, like, well, no. you add it up. I mean, I'm looking. I'm not finding well. anybody. The ACC's done pretty well. I mean, it, it's it's crazy to see the Big 12's done decent. Um, Kansas State beat UCLA, but that was a uh, you know a no. Uh, no, what's his name? No, Chosen Rosen. Do you know why Chip Kelly didn't coach in that game? Is he not allowed to? Yeah, I, I don't think he's allowed to. Yeah, that's I, what I, I think thought. He has to wait, essentially, a, a certain yeah. amount of time. Yeah, that, that, that's kind of what I thought when I was watching it, thinking, like, he's under contract for the 2018 season, and it's not 2018 yet. Something like that. Um, but, yeah, it's. I mean, the conference records, it is – you know, kind of bogus whenever they show that because there's a lot of repeats in terms of conference versus conference, and I'm not just talking about like, you know, the randomness of the college football playoff. But there's a lot of bowl games that get set up as like Big Ten SEC or ACC SEC. There's like four of those, so some of it gets a little muddled in terms of where it goes, um, especially because like the Sun Belt, I don't even think plays a they play like one power five conference of the three teams they send a bowl season. Right. So it can be interesting when they show that and I forget what they call it, like the capital one cup or something for the, whoever mm. wins the most, which is, you know, great. If you do, I don't know if you get any prize money, if it's just for shits and giggles, but I don't know. Yeah. I just found, yeah. I just thought it was hilarious that the, the SEC zero wins and yeah. we, you know, they're, they're still highly regarded as one of the better conferences. I think they might've lost the, the best this year and they, probably will always be in that conversation and always can because of the firepower they bring in the football world. Uh, well, I, I think we just we talked about how they're becoming somewhat more of a top-heavy division, and I think we saw that again this year. Yeah. Um, you know, it, interestingly, now a lot of teams in bowl games, but the 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 pure the, the talent there maybe not as not maybe not as good. We'll see. I mean, they've got a, another season about back, and they've got South Carolina, Auburn, LSU. Uh, Georgia and Alabama all still to go, so the chances yep. of them going going winless is very slim. But you never know. Um, I would say, yeah, I do have I do have a quick fact for you. I'm gonna see if you can get a little trivia question here. All right, all right. This is provided by Papa D. So Paulie D himself oh. got a little note to me here. He said there are only three players in the football uh, in, in FBS history to have during their career mm-hmm. 50 passing TDs and oh. 50 rushing TDs. Do you know this? Yeah, I saw it when I when I got on ESPN ads. Yeah, Lamar Jackson just did it. That's what I was gonna say. Colin Kaepernick and mm-hmm. Tim Tebow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I don't see. I guess I think people don't remember Kaepernick at Nevada. He was a very no. good player there, though. Yeah, I he was really good. There. He still yeah. holds records there and everything. Right, right. I mean, and he's one of only three players to do that. I'm trying to think. Yeah. I was trying to think of like anybody else who like I was surprised at not having done that. Um, like I was thinking about quarterbacks in the NFL. Cam Newton's career wasn't long enough. Or yeah, he only he... played like one year, really. Right, right. Played some junior college time, and that doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, let me think of other quarterbacks. Yeah, Michael Vick wasn't in the. I don't know if he was Marcus there long Mariota's enough. Mariota is the only other one that I that I'm a little surprised that didn't do it. Ooh, I am surprised yeah. with Mariota, but he passed. See, I mean, we think of him as a running guy, but man, he passed for a heck of a lot of yeah. of touchdowns. So I think he probably and that offense under Chip Kelly was really a running offense with their back. You know, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Jonathan Stewart. Um, well, they're Royce Freeman's there this year, but some other guys. So, try. There's got to be somebody we're missing here. That's got to be close. I'd love to know if anybody's like a one or two touchdowns away. Michael Vick uh, was Michael Vick close. I see. That's what I thought, but I I don't know. Like that just. Yeah. Try to think. There's got to be like a quarterback years in college. Yeah, yeah. You'd think Jalen Hurts Hurts would get there, but he doesn't run enough because of their backfield yeah. at. Um, 
Oh, you know who surprised me? Deshaun Watson. Oh, yeah, good call. But I think we pigeonholed him as a running quarterback. He's really not. He's, he's a good pocket passer. Right, he's a really good pocket passer. I think maybe he has a lot of touchdown throws, and we just assume you know, that he's a good running quarterback because he is athletic and he can run, but he's really not a uh, a superstar running quarterback in that regard. So there, there was yeah. a guy that I think probably would surprise people that wasn't one. I'm trying to think, there's got to be some other team that's got to be close. But either way, I mean, cool stat for uh, Lamar Jackson to add his name to. That, yeah, that's pretty, that pretty, that's cool. pretty neat there. So yeah, yeah for you know, without a doubt. Well, I'm glad you you nailed that right away. No, not no hesitation. I love it. I love it. That's why. Oh, I got you. Truth in the knowledge here, kicking it. I like oh, it. Yeah. That's that's why we got it. I mean, but let's get right to it with the uh, with the playoff games. Uh, we have some New Year's Six games tonight, but the big games are during the day Saturday. Where do you want to start? You want to start with Clemson, Clemson, Bama? Or do you want to go? Well, let's work. I was thinking we work the other way real quick. Let's go. Um, let's just go with the, the non-playoff games first. The non-playoff games? Yeah. Mm-hmm. On New I Year's? Think, yeah, let's go with the New Year's non-playoffs. Let's start with the only matchup between non-ranked opponents, period. Like, they don't have any ranked opponents here at all. Michigan, South Carolina. Yep. Both 8-4, and four, playing down in Tampa, probably going to rain. I think Michigan under underachieved. South Carolina overachieved this year. They had a much better season than I think anyone expected yeah. uh, for them. What are your thoughts here? There, there's no line posted on ESPN. Um, yeah, I'm not seeing that either. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. South Carolina's got a pretty good quarterback. Uh, I need to look at what their defense is like. Um, so that that really kind of comes out down to it because, I mean, that's been the story of Michigan all year. Great defense, mm-hmm. really subpar <laughs> offense. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that'll be, you know, for Michigan to do well, they need to get a decent day out of their offense and mm-hmm. just a normal, you know, run to the mill Michigan defense day. And you might be able to hold them up. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to be too high scoring because of the rain. Um, funny, fun fact this is the exact same matchup as the Jadavian Clowney hit from four years ago in the same exact bowl. Yes, so, you're right. I was about to yeah. bring up the, the Clowney hit on. Yeah. Um, who who, uh, who was the guy he hit? Somebody Smith. Wasn't De- wasn't Vincent Devian Smith, Smith was it? No, De- uh, De- Devian was uh, last year. Vincent Smith, I think his name was. Man, still a hit, still a hit. Yeah. Well, here's what I know. Um, South Carolina just fired their offensive coordinator right before this bowl game. I don't like oh. that. I don't like that at all. It was a weird f- firing because um, uh, Kurt. It seems Kurt Roper, R- Roper, Roper, Kurt Roper. Excuse me. He was a candidate for head coaching jobs, but they finished 102nd in scoring in in FBS. My concern is what yours is though. They're they're tied for 26 in terms of points against at, at 20.8 points a game. So okay. not elite, but when you say the word 26, there's hundreds of teams. So I think, you know, I, I think that's not that that's not that bad. So, but I I don't like that concern. So. I'm definitely saying Michigan takes it here due to the lack of the continuity of calling offensive plays here with the with the offensive coordinator going. Yeah. So I'm taking Michigan in this game without a doubt. But I think I, the rest of the SEC should take notice because Will Muschamp is doing some good things in South Carolina. Yeah. No, no, he's definitely a great coach and he's done a great job uh, since coming over there. What is this his second year, right? Uh, I believe so. Yes, yeah, second year. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's done a great job. Bringing them around, right? I mean, really, you'll have to. See, I mean, seeing how they go from from there is going to be uh, 
it'll be interesting. I mean, we talk about the SEC East all the time, and it'll be fun to, to watch him develop that program more. But let's yeah, uh, let's absolutely. Keep... Well, I was gonna say let's uh, Go on, let's look one. at the next, next one. one. We got the the Peach Bowl, the Chick Fil A Peach yeah. Bowl, uh, between the undefeated UCF Knights and number seven Auburn. Uh, it seems like this should be pretty straightforward. But do you have any uh? Reverse I, of uh, the nine-and-a-half-point nine dogs on, on how they could uh, stay undefeated? I want UCF here real bad. The problem mm-hmm. is that Carrion uh, Johnson, the really great running back for Auburn, appears to be 100% healthy. So, no, yeah. I don't think they've got a shot. But this is the kind of game where, I mean, if they're going to do it, uh, you know, you get the little, little Boise State magic. The UCF's a pretty good football team. But, no, I think Auburn kind of goes ahead and smokes them here pretty good. Um and lays the lick there on this. Yeah, I mean, uh, they, let, they let up on average per game 312 yards for defense and only 17.3 points a game. Um, right. Their <laughs> offense may not score as much as UCF's has, but they can still put it up there. They yeah. average over 450 yards a game. I mean, they should be able to tighten them up enough that on Johnson just makes this a, a running mat- match they cannot catch up to. Right. I mean, this is the same thing. We're going to get into this with another team coming up, but they're finally yeah. going to be playing a big-time defense here. Yeah. Um, kind of a, a no-name defense almost, but a really good defense nonetheless. And that's that's going to cause them some problems, uh, I think. This is where the trenches will be where it's won, and this is where the smaller schools do not have the same greatness along the trenches. Yeah. Um, so I'm with you. I, I, think, uh, I think Auburn takes us, and I think they cover that spread as well. Yeah, I, I think they can absolutely win by double digits there. But it is um, great. It is great to see UCF in a game like this. This is this is why it's important that they play so well. And we get to see them. I think this is fantastic. No, and a lot of a lot of the other teams from their division have played well too, or their conference from the mm-hmm. AAC have played well. We talked about Temple last week winning. Memphis played pretty well in their in their bowl game. Uh, I think USF lost, but they still had a pretty decent season. You know, whether or not the, the weird spot that the AAC is in will probably remain there. But like you said, it's important that they play there. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. Um, mm-hmm. Next game that we got on the on the docket, also at 1 o'clock on New Year's Day, is the Citrus Bowl, which is another game being played in Orlando at Camping World Stadium with the Camping World Bowl just happened. LSU taking on Notre Dame. I don't have a spread here on ESPN, but nope. – uh, it's going to be an interesting game, to say the least. I think LSU's got it just because they have Darius Geis, and that guy is uh, he's pretty good. But I wouldn't count out the Irish. I would not count out Josh Adams, their running back. Um, but that's really what, what it's going to be offensively is the the tale of, of running backs because neither of them really sport the best QBs. No, right. I'm with you there. Um, I, but I think that the LSU hammers. I think Notre Dame's been overrated all season. So I think they just hammer. I think they hammer them here, and um, and, and they take they take Notre Dame. They take Notre Dame out in this game. And I'm with you. I think Darius guys kind of sets the tone early. But this this LSU team's pretty good. They've got some some pretty good players on defense. Um, Key, I think it's, I think it's uh, our Darius Key. I, I can look up his name, but he's going to be considered a top five pick. He's an edge rusher, kind of whether his hands down or he's standing up, can cause some havoc for a lot of teams. So I think uh, I think LSU's hits him here and takes a, a win. I think it's by double digits almost, but maybe nine points sounds say like that. a better line to me. I would say that nine sounds about right. Um, it's weird how ESPN doesn't have some spreads, but I can look up uh, 
I look it up on Odd Sharks when I when I can't get it here, but for the sake of time, we won't do that. But moving on, next game that we got is we're getting oh, into we it. Are go- right in, yep. right into the playoffs. We have the Rose Bowl, the first college football playoff game, number three versus number two, Oklahoma, Georgia. I got here a two and a half point favorite for Georgia, uh, which I'd probably agree with, even though I like Oklahoma in this one. I think Baker Mayfield's kind of shaken that big game Baker blow or you know bl- or blows out in the big games. Uh, he's done well and did well in the Bedlam this year, did well in that Big 12 championship. I think unlike two years ago when they made this same bowl game or the same playoff spot, um, I think they do very well uh, because this isn't that Clemson defense basically is, is why I, th- I think that Georgia's defense is not close to where that Clemson defense was two years ago. I think he has a big day. I think that their defense has a decent enough day that Nick Chubb and jo- was Josh Fr- Jake Fromm uh, get slowed up a bit and Oklahoma wins outright. You know what? I this to me is one of the toughest games to pick um, yeah. because it's such a clash. But what I what I was interested in here is that the the thing that Oklahoma is going to have to prove to me is that they can stop Nick Chubb and Co. running the football. Yep. Oklahoma needs to make this game a shootout because I don't know enough that their defense can hold up. Um, we've seen them have a lot of high scoring games. There's a lot of talent on Georgia's roster, some guys that can really give an incredibly good Baker Mayfield some, some problems. Uh, uh, Raquan Smith is just a fantastic linebacker, similar to like Ruben Foster, just flies around the field. Um, five and a half sacks. It's going to be a problem for them. Now, they've got some good offensive linemen, Oklahoma does, so yeah. hopefully you'll see that there. Um Orlando Brown being a, a, probably the number one or number two offensive tackle prospect in the league. They're going to need to dominate the line of scrimmage, but Georgia has a real their top 10 passing defense against like really the number one passing offense in college football. So it really comes down to if Georgia can keep it a low scoring game, they win. And if not, Oklahoma takes it. I got to yeah. tell you, I, I have a feeling Georgia's going to win this one. I, it's a good to by that like by three points something like that I think they slow Baker down enough I mean a lot of comments how do you stop Baker Mayfield well how about he plays a defense of the quality of Georgia um so I I'm taking Georgia here it's a tough pick for me because I'd like to see Baker uh in the national championship but I just think that they're going to be able to run the ball enough on Oklahoma to really slow Baker down and and limit his chances which is what's important yeah no no no, no. it's not a bad pick at all um it's, it's, it's a, it's a coin flip to me right like yeah the Heisman winners have not done well in the college football playoff era. I think the only one that has was Derrick Henry, but very weird on how that all, all sets up. But no, you made yeah. a really good point. Their defense is pretty good, and it's I mean, it's going to be either that. It's either going to be a low-scoring Georgia win or a shootout that Oklahoma wins. Mm-hmm. Nothing really the other one way or the other. Yeah, um, I mean, I would be look. I mean, I would be surprised if it was either. If it was another way. I don't think we've seen Jake Fromm fully as a quarterback, so maybe he's got a little extra. So, I mean, right, so maybe he does have that ability in him, but yeah. they, must, they run a much more conservative offensive scheme than, than Oklahoma does. But to me, it's it, it's just such a toss-up game. I'm so excited to watch it because I don't really care either way. I just want to see a great game. Yeah, no, 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 and I'm sure it will be. I think both games are going to be great. I mean, it's going to be a fun day to kind yes. of 
Yes. Lay on the couch, hungover from New Year's Eve, <laughs> watching football, chilling out. But let's get right mm-hmm. to the second game. Alabama in as number four, playing Clemson, the number one team in the in the land. I referenced it earlier. I think Alabama might still be the best team in the country. They are a three-point favorite over the defending champs. Matt, break this one down for me. Well, this is definitely the bigger game, like bigger name game, right? In terms of it's it's just um, it's going to be big, big time. And I'm really excited for this game too. Um, what a, what a rivalry game to kind of jump back, you know, um, from last year. I just don't think this year Kelly Bryant is good enough. And I think that Nick Saban has his guys prepared. I think Jalen Hurts has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think he wants to prove that, hey, look, I'm quite the player. Um, I think this is a low-scoring game, a lot of running that's going to occur. Um, I'm going to take Alabama to upset Clemson. And really what I think are the two premier national powers in college football right now to upset uh, Clemson. I think they are the most talented team left. They are dealing with injuries, but I think Nick Saban finds a way to make sure they take care of this. I'm so excited for this. This is going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm incredibly excited for both games. This one, definitely. I agree with you. You hit a lot of, a lot of big points. going to be a lot of running, going to be a lot of great defense. That's going to be on display. And I agree with you. I think Alabama takes this one. I'd say they cover that. I mean, it's only three points, so it's mm-hmm. fairly easy to do. I'd say they win by a touchdown. Right. Um, it'd be nice to see Clemson get back into the into the national championship again, but I mean, this team is is good, and they're coming off that that kind of shitty loss to Auburn. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they got something to prove. You're right. Jalen Hurts is a chip on his shoulder that he needs to uh, clear himself of. No, um, absolutely. I, I think I think. Th- you, if you're gonna, if you're a draft nut like myself, this game's fascinating. Yeah. There are so many good, a lot of prospects, right? Like there's so many guys that are just gonna be, it's gonna be incredible in that regard, defensively, all over the field. I mean, I think the the the, the one guy to definitely pay attention, Mika Fitzpatrick is a safety safety corner, slot corner guy for Alabama. Some people consider him the most complete player in college football. Um, he's going to be the number one pick off the board in terms of a uh, a uh, defensive backfield guy. But they've got pass rushers. Alabama, oh, Clemson has some one of the best defensive lines in football. These two teams are loaded on defense. I think the over under. I would take the under. I think they're going to smash each other. Both coaches are so skilled. Two, I think they're going to keep this down. This game low. And neither team has elite an elite passing game. Although. Alabama has Calvin Ridley. I don't think enough guys know about Calvin Ridley. Probably the top three in terms of an NFL draft prospect. Really complete receiver that runs really nice routes. Guy that can break a game open pretty quick. So watch out for Calvin. I'm I'm a big fan of his, and I think he's going to have a pretty nice night. All right. Yeah. No, great take there. I love when you get a all, all draft nut. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. I love him. I need more players. I, I'm trying to figure who the Eagles are going to get next. You know, that's where my mind goes. Calvin Ridley would be a great fit across from Alshon Jeffrey. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Doug, Howie, Jeffrey, you make it happen. Carson. Carson will be a happy man. He'll have hopefully happy and healthy. Uh, yeah. But that that's probably a great transition over to the NFL. Before we do that, you still have one week left. To sign up for Sports Geek Fantasy, our our sponsor, our first sponsor, so it'll always feel great talking about them. But 
how it works daily fantasy all season long just like a fantasy league you you pay the guy up front he sends you out free DraftKings contests every week you play them you get points for finishing first second third yada 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 those points add up over the course of the season if you have enough you qualify for the FedEx Cup and like that there's a progressive cut top x number of spots get paid out and the best part if you play or if you win on the week of a major you also get paid I won the Masters two years ago. I was the only one that had Danny Willett. I won money then. I came in third place. I won money then. It's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Again, sportsgeekfantasy.com slash PGA is where you need to go. This is going to be my third year doing it. Nat's going to join this year, and I'm going to kick his ass in it. Like, uh, you know, uh, I can't say I always do in fantasy, so (laughs) I haven't. Uh, I didn't have a good year this year, so I can't even speak. Uh, But anyway, join Again, sportsgeekfantasy.com slash PGA. Go join. NFL, though. The Eagles have the, have the, the home field. I guess we can say that. <laughs> hey, now, don't get too down on yourself now. Uh, All right? I'm Come not on. down. I'm not jumping ship. Don't worry. I'm still going to watch this. I'm going to have a heart, heart attack for the next couple weeks. Oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be a prolonged death. What's going to happen? Good, good, good. Well, look, <laughs> a lot of a lot of the things have been a, a lot of the uh, playoff positions have been taken care of, but a lot of teams, obviously, as we're about to talk about, uh, uh, this is like one of the biggest weeks of the year for so many teams. So many teams. Um, every game we played at one or four. No Thursday night, no Sunday night, no Monday night. Give everyone a fair playing field for the most part across the board. I thought it was crazy that they're not doing a Sunday night football game. I know. Game Me, I was a little surprised, but I guess, I mean, so I guess what game do you pick? Yeah, I, that's I, probably part of it. Like Titans-Jaguars, not sure. I mean, I know it's important, but it, uh, it's impor- more important for the Titans than the Jaguars. Uh, maybe the Panthers-Falcons would have been a game you pick. Yeah. Or you just do Eagles-Cowboys uh, Eagles because of the, the, the name recognition there. But I just don't think they thought that was a good enough game that made sense. Could you so, imagine an Eagles Cowboys game on New Year's Eve? That would be incredible. That would be so. Last week, when when uh, the Eagles hosted the Raiders on Christmas, on over on Bill Simmons's podcast, he had Mike Frances on. They're doing their picks. He goes, they talk about the line and, and the Eagles needing it. You know, it was nine points. The Eagles pushed that at least at the time. I think it ended up being ten, so they didn't cover. But he goes. These idiots are going to be drinking eggnog since 2 o'clock. Oakland doesn't want to be anywhere near that. And it's the same thing on New Year's Eve. It's going to be like 10 o'clock because we just it's 36 hours of just binge drinking. Then there's the mummers the next day. It's going to be crazy. You're going, as you always do, and it's just going to be loud, rambunctious. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be a scene. And it's the Cowboys. Everybody hates them. There's going to be right. idiots that show up in Dallas shit, maybe some guy in a Giants jersey. That just wants to get booed because they like because they hate themselves. I mean, it's going to be nuts, right? No, I mean it's going to be crazy. I'm 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 going to the game to complete my eight game home stand this year. Um, You're going to end up having ended up going to all eight games. I will have nine total because I was able to go to the Eagles Giants away. Um, so this will be a big one. It's going to be so cold tomorrow. I gotta say, as a public service announcement, in the NFL. I always thought, well, how great it would be for northern places to have, but Minnesota is going to be brutal come February for the Super Bowl. I think it's a mistake on the NFL's part to have it there. 
And I, but, you know, that's just my opinion. I, I was at the game last week, plenty cold on that Monday night game. I know it was at night, but still, plenty cold. So, I, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be brutal already. Not that I don't love football in its natural habitat, but for the Super Bowl, you know, you really don't want weather to be the deciding factor. And, I, the, you know, and I know we're playing inside of Minnesota, but in future games, it's just uh, – I don't know. It's going to hurt their. It's going to hurt their um, experience. I think, in my opinion, at the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I think Minnesota has a lot of like tunnels that connect all of the buildings and whatnot, especially in the downtown mm-hmm. area. I, I just remember That's the true. Mighty Ducks where they're they're rollerblading through the Mall of America and all that shit. Um, so uh, maybe there's that, but no, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's something about going to San Diego or you know Houston climates to kind of give yourself a break it's you know why you know why the pga tour plays in hawaii starting next week or why they stay yeah. in texas or in southern california i mean be in the nice weather take advantage of it when it's shitty here mm-hmm. not uh, with you um, yeah i mean who knows but yeah i mean we'll get right into our pick and we'll give our our thoughts on the eagles a little later but we like you said all one o'clocks and four o'clocks. Uh, the one o'clock games are all teams that are in an east, south, or north division, and then the four o'clock games are just both the the two oh. NFC West and the two AFC West games. Ah, oh, cool. That's 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 good work by them. Yeah, yeah. So it's it'll be interesting on, on how it all goes. Um, we'll start with I guess. Um. North, I guess, is the first one that I have here. I have Packers game, 1 o'clock Sunday. Detroit is a seven-point favorite going in. Uh, Looking at the playoff scenarios for the Lions, they are out of playoff contention. So, you know, we'll see who plays. We'll see what happens here. But, Matt, break this one down for me. Well, it's a you know it's a meaningless game, right? Uh, you know, playing for pride. I think for the Packers, Brent Hundley is. I mean, has I personally don't think he's looked good at all. I mean, had a couple of good moments, but doesn't need anybody to pass the ball down the field. He's kind of playing for a future, whether it's a backup with the Packers or elsewhere, kind of a job here. Um, I think the Lions are just playing for pride at this point. I think Stafford plays. Um, you know, but other than that, I, I, you know, it's one of those games where I'll be honest, I love football. I might not even watch a lot of this one. Uh, not one I'm yeah. going to be tuning into too much. I think both teams are, are set up for next year, though, assuming Rodgers is fully healthy, which everyone expects. And I think the Lions showed a lot of promise this year. So both teams are set up for next year to be contenders. Um, this is just a game of, um, you know, game of pride between divisional opponents. I think if you're the both, I mean, the Lions want to win to beat the Packers, but the Packers want this game to be at 500 without without Rodgers. I think that's a pretty good uh, look there. I, uh, but I'm going to take the Lions because I just don't trust trust Brent Hundley to cover the seven. Yeah, I'm going to do the same same thought. Brent Hundley and their their defense isn't that good, so good pick there. Um, we'll just go in order. We won't do it by division. Next one I have here is Texans Colts uh, in Indianapolis. Another meaningless game, basically a pick the loser gets the pick i think um the colts of course if they win would have the same record and uh have beaten them um i like that they show the weather for an indoor game but uh <laughs> indies is a five and a half point favorite here um meaningless just a lot of shit but i'll, I'll take indy to, to cover that yeah i mean 
<laughs> it's really like there's just nobody playing quarterback for the Texans. Nothing against CJ Hades, but yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to exactly. take Indy. I'm going to take Indy to cover. They, they, even though they've had a really bad year, they have been kind of a gritty team with with Brissett uh, at quarterback. They've stayed in games a little bit, so I'm going to take Indy to cover. I like six points. I like two field goals. Kind of the game where it's going to be low scoring, a couple field goals. It might be all field goals. By, yeah, I think they went by six here. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a great pick. Uh, the next uh, one next I have one I here, got... Vikings-Bears. Yep, Vikings-Bears. So the Vikings do technically line. have to win today. Tomorrow, excuse yeah. me. Because if they lose and the Panthers win, the Panthers jump. Get the first round by. Which is incredible. Not the Saints. They're out. They can't jump. Not the Falcons. Just the Panthers, which I think yeah, is incredible. I don't incredible think the Rams I read can that. either. And the Rams. You're right, right. So, Which I thought was wild. So the Vikings do have something to play for, but they kind of get a cupcake game here. I wouldn't sleep on the Bears simply because they're young, and young teams tend to do wild things from time to time. But yeah. the Vikings come in and take care of business early. They probably rest their starters in the second half on this one. I, yeah. I like them to cover the full 12 points I have here. Yeah, if it wasn't the Bears, I'd say that that's a lot of points to be laying on a, on Week 17 when you're probably resting your players for half the game. But I'm gonna have to take the take them cover in this spread. I mean, right? They're gonna win. That's that's the easiest part of it. Just the 12 points, weirdly sitting them, but um, I'll I'll take I'll take the cover. No, absolutely. I mean, the next. I mean, once again, kind of a meaningless game simply because yeah, Taylor Vikings lose, but meh. Um, although if you're a Vikings fan, you want this one because it, at the very least, it's, you know, you want to get a couple home games and potentially home. You could literally stay at the same stadium through, through the Super Bowl if you do it right. Yeah. So um, next one I have here, Patriots, Jets. Not much here for me, in my opinion. It's a big-ass line for the Patriots. 15 points. Yeah. 15 that is points. incredible. Ooh. They do need Ooh. it for home field advantage, and I think they definitely get it here. They just take yeah. care of business quick. Yeah, I think they take care of business. Uh, the spread itself is a little tough. So I was going to say, touchdown. yeah, I don't have them covering, though. That was my yeah, next Yeah, I don't have them gonna covering be. either. Yeah, yep. I'm going to take Jets with the points, but Patriots win the game. Uh, next one I got, Giants-Redskins, another meaningless game. Um, Washington favored on the road three and a half points. Over a Giants team that, I mean, showed some signs of life against the Eagles two weeks ago, but then floundered their way through oh. the Phoenix-Scottsdale area against the Cardinals last week. Oh, so um, bad. Yeah, I'm going to take Washington to cover that. I think that's a pretty easy spread to pick. Yeah. In what could be the last game for Kirk Cousins in Washington, maybe even the last game for Eli Manning as a Giant, um, yeah. By the way, new Giants GM already got rid of uh, the right tackle, Bobby Hart, who was absolutely terrible. I, I'm with you. I like Kirk to make a statement in this game as he jives into free agency. He's going to be a hot commodity regardless because anytime a quarterback's up for grabs, I like them to easily cover this. I know it's in in the in New York, but, man, the Giants are just a bad football team right now. Infighting between Landon Collins and Eli Apple, neither will even play this week. Um, their defensive backfield is just totally trashed. I, I like the Redskins to win pretty quick here. Yeah, uh, the next line is surprisingly low. The zero and fifteen Browns come yeah. into Pittsburgh, only a six and a half point dogs. Uh, I want to think it's because Vegas thinks that Pittsburgh's going to rest half the game, or even just three quarters of the game, or that Cleveland's going to not want to be defeated, or the public swing it that way, thinking that um, and moving that line, but. 
Mm-hmm. So low. Uh, I definitely take Pittsburgh. I mean, Cleveland, not good. They're not going to come into Pittsburgh and play against that defense well enough to win, let alone get six points to to win that way. Um, Pittsburgh easily covers. Yeah, I'm with you here. This is a really strange line. I don't. I don't I'm, I'm, we must be missing something. But everybody other than Antonio Brown, because he's hurt, is playing. So we still got Smith Schuster. We still have Martavius Bryant, um, Jesse James, Vance McDonald, Eli Rogers, and of course Le'Veon Bell trying yeah. to to go for that rushing title. I'm with you. I have Steelers easily defeating the Browns and and going ahead and clinching on uh, uh, a, a defeated season for the Cleveland Browns as they go to the number one pick and try, decide if there's a quarterback. After watching Sam Darnold last night, is there a quarterback good enough for them to take number one overall? So, uh, big game. Yep. Uh, the, now, do we want to jump to the other 1 o'clock game, or do we want to push through and do that last? Well, we'll talk about the Eagles now. Uh, okay. The last 1 o'clock game, the Eagles, I was wrong. There are uh, other other games. The South is playing uh, at 425. That's but right. The Eagles hosting the Cowboys. Eagles come in as home dogs, plus three. And you know what? I mean, I I think the Eagles can win this game. The, the Cowboys aren't particularly good, or they didn't look particularly good last week, even with Zeke back. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think their defense can hold him up enough, and we, we've seen how Dak has played both without him and when he gets tripped up a bit. So I'll take the Eagles with the, pl- the plus three points, but it's going to be ugly. I mean, that de- the defense played very well in the second half. You and I were talking during the game. They woke the fuck up after being asleep in the first half, but I mean, we just need a decent offensive day, and you can get your way through this. Right, and I'm with you. I, I like them to win here as well. Um, no. A couple things. Sidney Jones activated might play, which which means our, um, our projected top two cornerbacks for next year, Ronald Darby, 24, Sidney Jones, 22. Pretty young. So I like that. I could definitely get behind that. Um Nate Sudfield, Nate Sudfield is going to play a ton in this game, which is probably why we're the home favorites. Um, so, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. The majority of snaps, not all the snaps, but the majority. Okay. So I think that changes things a little bit in my mind. Yeah. Um, but what I like is this. It's hard because I don't know who's going to play. Like that's the difficult part to me. So I'm trying to I'm trying to determine like you know is the defense going to play? Defense is going to play. That's that's different. Man, I, I don't know. It's going to be uh, – it's a tough one. I, I, I hate to do this because I'm going to the game, and I just want the Eagles to win. I want them to shut down Elliott. Oh, come on. I'm going with the birds to finish the year. There it is. There it is. Okay, we shut, we shut Ezekiel Elliott down. He needs 120 yards for 1,000. We don't give him that pleasure. Our great run defense continues, and you know they have nothing to play for. So we take them at home, in front of the home crowd, to finish off a fourteen and two magical year. Regardless of of my boys' injuries, you know we go ahead and take care of our business. So I, I like it. I'm going birds. I'm going I love birds. Stroking that beard. Go birds. You really love stroking that beard. I yeah, I was just kind of. I kind of forgot about the whole that the game's entirely meaningless. I. Right. Kind of just had it in my mind. They played so shitty that they have to play <laughs> to not to yeah. not just fall into mediocrity with a two week break. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you know we'll kind of see how this game goes. Reassess from there is basically how you have to take it. But go birds. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, <laughs> on to the four twenty five slate. We do go to the NFC South. One of the bigger games. This has got to be the Joe Buck game. Four twenty five on Fox. The 
Panthers and the Falcons. The Falcons, uh, no, they could they could uh play a little spoiler to to Carolina and give themselves. They'd still be the sixth seed with a win, but they do need to win. Um, they'd blow like you were saying Carolina's chance at the division title. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, what's the line here? I'm sorry, I flipped away from it. I have yeah, Atlanta three, three and a half. Um, both running backs should be active for them, right? Yeah, both yeah. Coleman and Freeman will both play. Both Coleman and Freeman, yeah. Uh, I like that. I'm going to take Atlanta here at home. They play very well, uh, despite what their record shows, in uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So I'm going to take take the Falcons. Yeah, I'll take the Falcons here, too. I think it's a little bit of that moxie for um, – um, you know, they're, they're Super Bowl. They were in the Super Bowl last year. I think they get a little moxie, and they take it this year. I'm not really – to me, they're probably the least threatening team to potentially be in the playoffs. In my personal opinion, I don't like their defense. I think their offense is missing that magic from last year. But I think they sneak into the playoffs here. And do they do deny Carolina um, that really nice potential division title and potential number two seed, although we both don't think that's going to happen. So I like the Falcons to win in this one. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. next one I got is Chiefs at Broncos. Uh, the it's Chiefs, Meaningless. Yeah, Chiefs come in as a dog because it's meaningless. Broncos are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, ex- City- actually, I'm excited for this game, though. Let me Are tell you? you why. Okay. Patrick Mahomes is going to get the start for Kansas City this week. Meaningless. They, they can't move. So I'm fired up to see if he has anything because you know, Alex Smith actually has some pretty interesting advanced statistics in terms, of, in terms of his downfield passing. But, you know, everyone just believes that Mahomes is the future. Smith might be a free agent this year. Um, so I, this is a big time game for them against what is still a very talented Denver defense to see if their first round pick has anything in the tank. Is he a legitimate guy to start this for this team next year? So pretty far. I'm actually would like to catch a little bit of that game just to watch him throw a little bit. Yeah, no, 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 that's actually a really good point. I forgot he was playing. Um, (laughs) it'll be fun to see if he, if he gets in and you know how he plays, but, um, I'm going to take. Denver here because that defense has played a little better. Um, again, though, it kind of depends on who's playing. I feel like you don't need to rest them for anything, so send them out. They want to go out with a bang on a kind of disappointing year, so I'm going to take the Broncos. Okay. I'm actually going to take the the um, the Chiefs in this one. I think Mahomes comes in. There's, there's not a lot of tape on him for the Broncos to, to gather. I, I like him winning this game against a really dysfunctional Broncos team, and I think for the Broncos, you almost want to lose because you want to get the opportunity to draft a guy this year. So um, let's see. Maybe they get lucky. They're able to get a a, a Darnold, Allen, Rosen, um, or they sign a Kirk Cousins and Alex Smith, something like that. So excited to see what happens with that. Yeah, a lot, by sure. the way, a lot of rumors t- t- flowing around that maybe they go after Alex Smith in some kind of a trade scenario if they have to to get him out of. I mean, it's a division rival, but we'll see. So this is a big game. This actually is now. See, now that I talk myself into it, this is a bigger game than I gave it credit for at first. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a bigger game politically than it is uh, oh, right, right. You know, Super Bowl-wise. Yeah. Um, another Next game one. that – Go ahead, go, go, you go. Yeah, another game. We talked about this earlier of, uh, of what might be the Sunday night game. The Jaguars going to Nashville to play the Titans, a game the Titans need to win and then would need uh, – that, actually, that would just do it for them to get into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee, though, kind of stumbling down the – down the uh, the stretch, yeah. so I'm surprised they're a two and a half point home favorite. I don't know if Jacksonville's going to sit players 
or what's what's going on here. It's supposed to be really cold. Um, I'm going to take Jacksonville with the points because of that. I like their defense. Um, you have to think who are they going to play because you know they might be able to to sneak their way. I think into a first round bye if the Patriots and the Steelers lose. Uh, I'm looking at the records now to see if that makes sense. Um, no, 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 they can't. They're stuck where they are. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they might not play a lot of players, but um, mm-hmm. I'm still going to take Jacksonville here. So I'm going to. Uh, I'm really not a Tennessee guy. I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get hammered in the playoffs. But I do think because of the restability of Jacksonville that they do win this game. Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I like them barely covering with like a three point victory. They just simply they have to have it. That's the way I look at it. So um, I like Tennessee. This is a good game. I mean, this this would have been a really good game had Tennessee won last week um, if it had matched up schedule wise. But in this case, not particularly good because the Jags are, are locked into that spot after their surprising yeah. defeat to the next team we're going to talk about as the five and ten, but really uh, five and zero. Oh, Jimmy Garoppolo goes over and heads up and, and plays with uh, the Rams, who are going to not start Jared Goff or Todd Gurley. Um, I think it is a, it's a four-point line uh, for the uh, San Francisco, as it looks like the Rams are attempting to be the fourth seed so they could theoretically play the Eagles in the second round of the playoffs, which I think is bad karma. I like San Francisco here. I think the rest of the division better be on notice. Grapple looks like the real deal. So I've got oh, yeah. them winning this and covering that four-point spread. Yeah, I agree with you. And my boy Garoppolo. No, I was going to say, if you're a San Francisco fan, you got to be super pumped because he just looks great. And you also have to because we, you know, ref- we reference to it enough. But when you have a good quarterback coming into the draft, it just gets your mind so much more at ease. You can kind of build around him. You can figure out what you need to, to give him the tools to succeed because he doesn't have anything else. Right. Um, I mean, I th- he has Carlos Hyde as his running back and he gets hurt all the time. I mean, we'll see. So we'll see how San Francisco goes. Um, you'd almost want to say kind of the same thing you were talking about with Denver. If they lose, they get a better pick, but I do like San Francisco here to win. I think Jimmy Garoppolo puts on a show in LA shows kind of the rest of the rest of the division. Hey, you know, watch out. We're coming for you. Um, you know, and anybody else that's a free agent, join me. Yeah. It's going to be a good time here. Um, yeah, but yeah, San Francisco covers four points. Uh, going over to to the AFC East, a surprising 425 game there. The Buffalo Bills, who need to win, and then they need losses from both the Titans and the Chargers, or just a loss from the Ravens um, get in. They're playing the Dolphins in Miami. They are mm-hmm. – the Bills are a two-and-a-half-point favorite, um, and I'm going to take them with that. I think that's too low of a line. I think they win by a touchdown. Yeah, no, I, oh, okay. Yeah. I I just don't think Miami looks – Miami's – they got nothing really to play for. Jay Cutler probably is going to go back to retirement, I want to think, after this, so maybe he has one last uh, – <laughs> One last magical game in him, but well, I'm, I'm going to take you're Buffalo. You're telling me that Jay Cutler has magic in him at all because I don't think he has anything. I'm with you. I like Buffalo by over a touchdown in this game yeah. against yeah. a fucking Dolphins team. Yeah, they're yeah. Miami's just ooh. so the fact that they're right. six and nine is shocking to me. I know, um, isn't that weird? It's like a weird the fact they yeah, have six wins. Well, I don't know where, where did they come from. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, moving on. The Chargers who. 
also are in the playoff hunt, hosting the Raiders at uh, their soccer stadium. They are seven-point favorites. Matt, break this one down for me. Uh, so, I mean, the Chargers still have a chance, and I really want them in the playoffs because I think they're a dangerous team. I, I mean, they're, they've got – they're like kind of a mini – um, Pittsburgh, right? With Rivers, yep. Gordon, and Keenan Allen. They've got three really good players. Those three, like just like Pittsburgh does. Aging quarterback, running back. I, I'm not saying Gordon's anything like Le'Veon Bell or that Keenan Allen, anything like like um, Antonio Brown, but they're, they're pretty interesting. So I really like both of them. Um, but I, I like the Chargers to win here. I don't think they make the playoffs, unfortunately, but I like them to beat the really a floundering Raiders team who tried to beat the Eagles by simply running the football more, and that didn't work out. So I've got the Chargers taking this one. I see seven point line though is interesting to me. I mean, the, the, the Raiders would have covered last week had they not given up the uh, end of the game fumble strip, strip sack fumble. Um, God, not the Chargers by like, by like 10 points in this game. So I'll take them to cover that seven point or more. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I think they cover here. A lot of the points you said, I think Melvin Gordon is a big day uh, for them to get into the playoffs. They need to win. The Titans need to lose. And then they need one of the two following teams to lose, either the Ravens or the Bills, and they get in. That is a quite a laundry list. We've gone over all of these respective games, uh, so it's it's going to be or except for the Ravens. We'll get to them, but it's a lot, a lot to happen. Uh, a lot of home teams. So unfortunately, I think the Chargers miss out after having a nice little. Uh, charge to uh, <laughs> in the second half to put themselves in this position yeah they just lost one too many earlier or whatever town you think that might be which is a shame um so you know a tough tough break for them but i think the future is still pretty bright although quarterbacks getting a little older so they've got to work through that next one i have is an important game for one team yeah. seahawks cardinals seahawks at home eight and a half yep. point favorites over a cardinals team with really no quarterback or running back left could be larry fitzgerald's last game um, what are your thoughts on that line, that eight and a half line? You like it? Yeah, it's a lot. Um, it, Arizona doesn't look good. Their defense isn't that great. So it makes you want to think like, oh, you know, Seattle should cover this. They do need to win, and the Falcons need to lose for them to get into the playoffs. So they're going to be playing Russell Wilson the entire time. But, I mean, we've seen some inconsistencies from him at – times recently he's been good really up until that rams game um that's a lot of fucking points though yeah i'm gonna take him to cover it i mean i mean i <laughs> it's a divisional opponent but it's 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 in seattle so i'm gonna go with it yeah, to cover it's in it as well yeah. and they and they need it more without a doubt so yeah week 17 oh just the worst um yeah. what else do we so we got next the saints Ho- or in Tampa against a Buccaneers team that Jesus Christ just had a terrible 2017. Um, probably one of the, the worst who picks on my part. I have the winning the division. Um, yeah. New Orleans comes in a six point favorite. They basically, I think that they can play for seating and that's about it. Um, they win, they win the division. Carolina loses. They win the division. Um, it's six points, so I'm going to take that, uh, take them to cover because I think they win by a touchdown. If not more, Tampa's really not good. Right. No, I 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think they smoke them. I, uh, Tampa Bay's, I'm surprised they're bringing back Dirk Cutter. They just announced they're welcoming him back in 2018. But if I was him, I'd leave. That team's got a lot of problems. I've been talking about how they're a dumpster fire all year. It starts with their quarterback. And I think the Saints hammer them here uh, on the road to secure a division title and become probably, in my mind at least, my personal opinion, the biggest NFC threat to a, another Patriots Super Bowl just because of the dynamics of their offense. I think their offense is very good. Yeah, yeah, I would say that. I mean, the, the you can't say enough about the two running backs, mm-hmm. Drew Brees. I mean, he's won a ring before. He knows what he knows how to get it done. Um, I would I would agree with that. Their defense is pretty good. They they the Rams are probably up there too, but you don't know what Jared Goff's going to play like in the playoffs. That's the only thing that I would say right now. Mm-hmm. No right. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, we'll see what happens. But um, yeah. the final game is an important game. Um, Bengals visiting the Ravens. Ravens nine and a half point favorites over a Bengals team that appears still kind of in disarray with the pending news of this being Marvin Lewis's last game there. Vontez Burfecht not playing. He's been ruled out. Downgraded to that earlier today. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say it. I like the Ravens winning this by by more than nine and a half. I think they really shut down the Bengals offensively with that very underrated and dangerous playoff defense as the offense kind of starts to click a little bit. Yeah. No, no, I agree with that. I think the offense is getting to where they need to be. Alex Collins has looked better and better. Uh, Mm -hmm. Their defense, though, I mean, they could tear up the Bengals. I mean, that might not go well. I mean, they really just – they've had a lot of injuries. Um, The future – I mean, really, you got to figure Andy Dalton out. He's got to figure his shit out. Figure out the, where, right. what he did two years ago that made him so good and why he hasn't been able to recapture that. But if you're Baltimore, I mean, have at it on Sunday. Uh, get into the playoffs. That's all they need to do is win, and they're in. Um, or the Titans or Bills lose, um, which legitimately one of those teams loses their end. The Bills play at the same time, so they could – the Titans lose in the after uh, the early games to – to Jacksonville, they they might be just not playing anybody, but I still like uh, Baltimore to beat this cover. I think uh, the spread. I think they they really really just cream uh, Cincinnati, and I, I I think Cincinnati might not even be able to put up double digits on them. Yeah, I'm with you. I I, I don't think they get even close personally. So um, yeah. they're, they're going to get hammered by a this defense. I just think is really good. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's gonna be big time, so we'll see what happens, uh, but I like the Ravens to win. So I kind of think the playoff situation, I don't see anybody getting knocked out. Who's already set yeah. kind of thing. Uh, yeah. It, but it's, it's, there's no win in your end game or the win, loser leaves town type of deal. Right. Um, n- none of that this week, which it kind of happens in week 17 in general. Week 16 is usually the, the week that really sets the stage. Sometimes you have a divisional game that, that, you know, it's for everything, but you know, mm, not, not in this case for you. Kind of unfortunately, not in this case. I mean, obviously, the Panthers Falcons game is a huge game, but the Panthers lose; they're still in. So it's like, yeah. eh, it's big, but it's not that big. But either way, yeah, yeah. regardless of what happens, we'll have no Eagles football next week. We'll get a little bit of rest. I'm okay with that. More prep for our boy yep. Saint Nick. Um. But we'll be coming down live next week to break down the national championship game, to break down the NFL playoffs. Um, we'll probably dive a little bit now that we're kind of getting towards the end of the season. We're going to dive a little bit into a little uh, little Flyers action. 
little cool. sixes action too. Well, we'll talk about the Sixers next week. You'll get our takes there. But great yeah. win last night by our Flyers being the best team in hockey in the, in the Tampa Bay Lightning. And it was a pretty good game for them, I thought. Yeah, so. I saw some highlights. I mean, they they needed something like that, just a solid, good team win. Right. Uh, 5-3 was the score. So, I mean, you're able to put up five goals on a really good goalie. Uh, you hold a good offense to just, just three. three. Um, I mean, especially when, when it's the pucks you know, going in like that. Um, I mean, I've been to a lot of games this year. They've, they've had their injuries. They had, obviously, the Gouda suspension that affected them more than it should have. Um, they're just really young. I think that's yep. the thing that you can say that and, and the whole that and, and the goalie situation, you just need to figure that mm-hmm. out to Elliot. I think without Neuverth and not being able to, and having to play Elliot every day is, is a tough. tough way to go about it. Yeah. Um, but on a you know future note, uh, Carter Hart's playing for Canada in the world junior championships. This has looked, looked pretty good so far. Like um, Canada did lose to the U.S. in the outdoor game, the only one in the tournament, which I think is a little ridiculous, but uh, a little bit of a cash grab. But it would be pretty cool to go see Canada U.S. outdoors, even if uh, it's just the the U eight the U twenty guys. No, right, and it's me. That, that, that's that's big for us too. I mean, hopefully he kills it because I'm. Uh, I'd like to see him. Uh, yeah, no, no, it'd be fun. Uh, get um, up here sooner than later. No. And for those not familiar with the World Junior Championships, it's usually a great. It's always on the NHL Network. You can see all of your favorite teams, future stars that are playing for this, or guys that are going to be entering the draft this year. Uh, so it's, I mean, it's fun. It's cool. It's good time to do. Um, definitely go check it out if you have time around all the football action that we have. Um, but I think that's going to do it for us. Like Matt said, we're we're going to do a, a little more uh, basketball and hockey coverage now that college football and the NFL are slowing up a little bit get more into baseball as that uh approaches but if there's anything that you want to hear let us know leave us a comment or dm us or any of that good stuff thunder blg on twitter thunderblog sports on facebook and instagram um and uh, or, or just go to the website thunderblogsports.com but i think that's going to do it for us uh on this fine saturday afternoon my man i'm pretty far i mean what a great day to pod here got a great football coming up great i mean three days in a row of really fantastic football to tune, tune yeah. into and uh, but I got to tell you, I, I need Monday. I need Monday to happen quick. I'm really excited for these big bowl games. So um, happy New Year to everybody. And I uh, hope everybody had a great Christmas and holiday season. And uh, can't wait to talk next week, my friend. I know. I can't wait either. Happy New Year to everybody. And until next week, I am the G-Man. For my man, Matty D, we will see you later. Have a good one.